Hey, Lawrence, can you do me a favor? Yeah, what's up? Can you please introduce Alana this week? Yeah, I really biffed it last week. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out a host has only one and one only responsibility. That's to perfectly introduce everybody. But hold on. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to ask them beforehand what yeah, they want to be wanna, introduced yeah. as. No, I, I did it before. So we haven't asked Alana, with so we other people. introduce them. That's fair. We should. We should ask yeah. her first. That's the rule. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me let me work my button wizardry here. Ooh. I really hope that's playing on video. Is it? Is it? It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's Mike's damn right. Our voice. Yeah, that's Mike's. That's the mic. Yeah, there's so many audio sources. The the mixer for it goes right off the bottom of the screen. Also, can you guys scoot a little this way? Yeah, that that live webcam. It's a uh, requires tenderness. Oh, I see. Hey everyone, welcome to an actually video gamey bowl of dude soup. We're gonna talk about a video game today. It's the perfect Ooh. intersection. It's it's annoying uh, social justice issues and video games together. Um, but no, I promise this is actually a really cool topic and a really cool game. And Brian Blessed's in it. I just noticed that. Did you notice oh that? yeah, Brian Blessed. He's the is best voice actor. He, is this the game that was the trailer that he was promoting? No. Or is that a different game? That was. Oh, I thought it was a different game, but maybe it's not. Maybe it is this one. Well, whatever. He's back. Uh, let me let me introduce everyone like I always do. It is this one. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is it. All right, this well. is from me. It's yeah. all wrapped around. <laughs> there Look how big his mouth gets. Uh, I am your host and uh, always social moderate, Lawrence Sontag. Uh, and I'm joined by a panelist of uh, social experts, sociologists, I'd call them. Uh, doctors. Oh, God, he is really swinging. Did you see how big his bow is? It's <laughs> huge. This old is gentleman is singing. A bow? No, his boba. Lawrence oh, his boba. boba. I think yeah, his <laughs> boba is huge. And I had to bike back with that. It was splattering everywhere. I'm a hero. Uh, I'm joined by three panelists. First off is uh, we're gonna. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call you the token person of color, Omar. Are are you are you happy with that title? I thought that's what my whole point here was. James is <laughs> Latino. Yeah, I count. Have we forgotten? Um, I never asked James In what fact, he wanted it's to be. Probably <laughs> even harder for me because I don't have any of the benefits of appearing to be my own race. Okay, so I'm an outcast amongst my own people. <laughs> okay, well we'll get to that in a minute. Obvious person of color, Omar uh, Daramas. Welcome to the podcast, Omar. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, the, the the true Renaissance man. I think there isn't a single gender or race on this earth that isn't mixed up in this one human, making him perfect. Bruce Green. I can be whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm fluid. <laughs> He's a uh, racial chameleon. I'm race fluid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We've already started this off. Well, and uh, what is it? Hidden Latino? James Undercover Williams? Latino. Hmm. That sounds so, like a cool new movie starring Ben Stiller. You've got like a bald cap <laughs> yeah, over yeah, your mustache. Like, pull it off. <laughs> I was Latino this whole time. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Beachbody and Hymns. Uh, two things that will make you a virile and attractive man. Uh, you can get a free trial membership to Beachbody On Demand by texting DUDE, D-U-D-E, to 30-30-30. And you can get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair from Hymns for just $5 at 4 slash DUDE. Hear more from both of those sponsors later. And yes, since this is a two-sponsor podcast, it may not run a full 90 minutes. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, we're Lucy Goosey here. Oh, there he goes. He's online. I got to hear this. Hey, that's him. That's the guy we're going to talk about. Hold on. I got to... Where are you? Is it this one? Is it what it sings? Yeah. He's a good actor. He is a good actor. So I think it, I think you've got something new and original. I'm a Who's he talking officer. to? <laughs> what <is> you? 
Brian Blessed is a voice actor for like I want to say 150 years. What does he? What what would I recognize him? From? Uh, Flash Gordon. He was no. He was literally. He's like been literally everything. But he's like a character actor that you would never be like. Oh, that's Brian Blessed. Flash Gordon. The the movie from yeah. like the 80s. Yes. Nope. Uh, Lake to Lake no. Lake right? You've never seen it? I don't think so. Oh, well, he was in that. <laughs> he was Flash Gordon. He was not Flash Gordon. <laughs> See? Oh, he's uh, Boss he's Nass. Star Wars 1! Boss Nass. Oh, yeah. He was Flash Gordon's best friend, uh, Gash Florden. Prince Voltan. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. Man. I'm telling you, he's a voice actor for 150 years. What a marvelous period in movies with all the shit that was swimming in the wake of Star Wars. Star Crash, Flash Gordon. That was the only two I remember. How dare you? <laughs> Flash Gordon preceded Star Wars. I mean, it did. Yeah, by a lot. But there's only one reason they made another one, and it's because Star Wars hit. Well, yes, of course. Uh, I could be wrong. Man, who knows? You're not wrong. What? That guy. Timothy Dalton was in it. Yeah. Shit. I haven't seen this either. I don't oh, know why. Man. It's you the perfect movie. Go, it's got Queen soundtrack. Come yeah. on. I've never seen it, actually. I should see it. I'm surrounded by people who haven't seen Flash Gordon. Uh, not this one. I've seen the old one. <laughs> I mean, the old one. That's I heard from the 1980. There How much older could it be? There's a really, really old one. There's a black and white Flash Gordon. Because the comic book or whatever, the pulp pulp novel is like 2,000 years old. It's like basically they wrote Flash Gordon and then shortly after the apostles started working on the Bible. But yeah, we're talking about, I mean... Speaking of, of movies, James, there's an invert. You haven't seen Black Panther yet, which means you don't support- I haven't support. seen it either. Oh! Are my two people of color- I have to, I live it. Ah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You got thrown off a waterfall. Uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoiler, jeez. Sorry, it's, it's an African myth, Come man. On. You saw Lion King? Spoiler alert. <sighs> Whatever. Fuck. <laughs> it sets it up. It's foreshadowed. Therefore, I'm excused. All right, Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. It's a, actually a pretty sweet game. I started playing it this weekend. But what kind of game would it be if it didn't have some kind of issues surrounding it? Thick, thorny issues that require hot takes, and we're here to deliver the hottest of hot takes. <laughs> um, I actually really like the this game, just as a game unto itself. And I'm also, I think the discussion around it is really interesting, too. I don't think that it's easy to vilify anybody, even though there are people who would say it absolutely is easy to vilify certain people in this conversation. I also think that the topic matter is pretty loose, and also... Um, asks a lot of open-ended questions about the role of media and the role of responsible cons consumption and the role of responsible art creation and all that stuff. We'll get into it in a minute. Before we get too far down that path, I just want to say at least I will try not to uh, throw any um, conclusions out there because I think that this is a actually a pretty good talking point because I think there are a lot of different ways to look at it. So I'm not going to try to beat you guys over the head or tell you what to think or anything like that. So rest in... Rest assured, hopefully all we will provide is interesting thoughts and not try to make you feel bad for thinking a certain way or coming to certain conclusions. I don't audience. know. Everyone I don't knows. know if he knows we're here. It's open. <laughs> this podcast is about me. I thought we verified that last week when I didn't introduce uh, whoever, whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> joke. Her name's Alana. She's awesome. She works at IGN. There, I did it. Only a week late. You never asked her. I didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was too busy. I was too busy putting my face on Chris Angel's body. <laughs> And that's the truth. That's I spent really my time sad, doing sad that. Truth. It's a very sad truth. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me introduce this. Uh, this is via Wikipedia. Kingdom Come Deliverance is an action role-playing game developed by Warhorse Studios, who is based in Prague in the Czech Republic, and published by Deep Silver for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. It is set, as, it is set in the medieval, medieval kingdom of Bohemia, an imperial state of the Holy Roman Empire with a focus on historically accurate and realistic content. Story... Tori, uh, 
The story takes place in 1403 as war racks Bohemia. And I won't go into the details any further than that, but it's in 1403. It's trying to be as realistic as possible. Perhaps you're already trying to kind of figuring out why some people might get weird about this topic. Medieval times in Bohemia. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So a couple of... A couple of articles came out. I mean, I've, I I was seeing the motion in the ocean on 4chan for a while. Uh, there was a developer, um, Daniel Varva, Vavra, excuse me, and I'm probably slaughtering the pronunciation, so sorry about that. Um, my people of color uh, are not fixing it for me, so I'm. I you're actually, you, you're good. Oh, oh, I'm validated. He wouldn't know. No. He's Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it. He's whatever. Uh, there, uh, I I don't think it's any surprise that games media or maybe written and traditional games media is pretty left-leaning in favor of inclusion and representation and all those things. Um, Not saying that's a bad or a good thing, just saying that that seems to be a trend. All right, so we have Waypoint, who very bravely didn't cover the game, but then figured out it was getting a lot of traffic, so then they decided to write an article about why they weren't covering it. Uh, or rather, they did a podcast about why they weren't. It looks like they did the same thing for Logan Paul. <laughs> oh, did they? There was a link at the oh. top, like, "Okay, fine, we'll talk about this guy." Oh yeah, yeah. But which? <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> wow, reluctant <laughs> games journalists. <laughs> Just by the way, if you're not going to talk about something, not talking about it means actually not talking about yeah, it. Actually talking about. We it. didn't do a podcast on Logan Paul, and we didn't do a podcast saying we're not talking about Logan Paul because that's also the same. <laughs> Whatever. You know, waypoint you to you. Uh, so anyway, they did that, and then Eurogamer uh, wrote a review that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, they praise the game. They say it's pretty fun to play. It works really well. But there were a few excerpts that I thought were interesting. Um, so here's a quote from the review. When Kingdom Come does succeed, it's peerless. The Elder Scrolls and The Witcher can feel flimsy next to the sophisticated systems and heft of history on show here. But there's also a big problem. There are no people of color in the game, beyond people from the Cuman tribe, a Turkic, or Turkish uh, people from the Eurasian steppe. The question is, should there be? The game's makers say they've done years of research and found no conclusive proof there should be, but a historian I spoke to who specializes in the area disagrees. And then there's a block quote, um, basically explaining that, yeah, there were people of color moving through that area, but probably didn't settle there, uh, at least not in volumes to justify, pr- potentially justify their inclusion. Um, some, uh, the Eurogamer writer summarizes it this way. Instead of challenging the Dark Age, it, re- it reinterprets 615 years later. The game seems to delight in it. Instead of seeing notes in the margin of a history book, we get what feels like a glossy pamphlet advertising an escape into an oddly romanticized past. And it's that, ultimately, which makes me too uneasy about Warhorse's work to be able to recommend it. Um, it does remind me a bit of, I think there was, when Polygon reviewed Bayonetta? Um... As I recall, most of the reviews like this game's awesome, but also it's really sexual, and that makes me feel weird. So like they gave it a, a they docked it because of that, um, and that's a hyper uh, simplification. Arthur, if you're listening, you're probably not listening, um, but yeah, Bayonetta is cool, and you guys should play it. Just re-released. So uh, as far as I can tell, the crux of the story is that, or the crux of the issue that people take with it, is that there is potentially historical evidence to say there could be people of color in this region. But they also had historians working on the game themselves. Mm -hmm. It's Warhorse, right? That's correct. Uh, So then it sounds like two historians disagree. (laughs) A bit. Who's older? Which historian is older? Because they were closer to the truth. (laughs) Measure their beards. (laughs) I think it's the, I think if I were to boil it down, what I read between the lines is 
the history suggests there could have been people of color. Sure. And the developers could have chosen to include them. It would have been justified. It would have been justified to include them, but they didn't. Um, in addition, the the way that the game sort of treats women is also a little suspect. I mean, there's a lot of there's a. I think I think it's fair in its its depiction in that yeah, women had it pretty fucking rough, and the game actually gives you stat bonuses and stuff for sleeping around and you know make of that what you will, whether that's an alpha male thing or whatever. So again, it's that argument of is it historically accurate? And even if it is historically accurate, should we should we tend towards the version of history that allows for more representation? Like if you if you have wiggle room, what side should you err towards? Are we like I guess if, if you're playing the video game, are you glorifying this this time period? I I, I don't I, that's a question. Or are, are you are you turning a blind eye to what could have been a more inclusive truth like about the time period progressive or, game yeah. because like, maybe right. you want to remember the past in a different way i th- i think the what it comes down to is assumptions of motivations on the creators yeah uh what did they want to create did they want to create a like a, a white boy's paradise mm-hmm. <laughs> or did they try to recreate the middle ages as accurately as possible and it just tended towards a white boy's paradise for some reason which by the way it's not the game's actually pretty brutal and gross and disgusting and uncomfortable it is from what little I played, it does try to be accurate. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pitch this time as this wonderful haven for white dudes where they got everything they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is the is the main character then not just like a power fantasy kind of thing? A bit. Um, sure. You are you are a blacksmith's son. Your village gets raided uh, by an invasion force. You barely escape. I mean, it, it's pretty typical power fantasy stuff, I guess. And then after after the intro, you're kind of set loose in the world to do whatever you want which includes um, helping a deposed king rise to power as opposed to a usurper who's trying to take over. And this is all tied to a real war. Uh, so the history is, is pretty locked up from what I was able to tell. And then, yeah, you're just some dude who goes out into the world to make your path. Like, you don't have... There's no prophecy, you know, that you don't have magical powers. You're just a dude who gets a sword and armor, and then you can go out into the world and do your thing. But I read ahead in, the, in your doc, Lawrence... Is there some guy that's apparently pro Gamergate that helped develop this game? Yeah, that's yeah. like a whole separate issue from this other stuff, though, isn't it? Sort of. So that that's when it gets confusing, and that's when that's when people start to question the intent of the creators. So yes, Daniel uh, Vavra, he, uh, he's got a Twitter account that can be pretty colorful, um, and people. That's the thing, though. People dive on him because he he said like pro Gamergate stuff. So then they're going through all of his liked tweets, and they're finding that he's liking all this. Alt-right stuff, hmm. yeah, Pizzagate stuff. What is um, Pizzagate? I've seen that a couple times now, and I have no idea. <laughs> it was an underground, like a pedo ring or something. This pizza place was accused of being an underground, like, pedo ring or something like that. Like a, and a, like lot a of budget far, Chuck E. Cheese or something? A, a lot of extremist alt-right. It was uh, tied to, uh, if I recall, the Clintons, right? Saying, oh, the Clintons are financing this underground, huh. and the DNC is financing this underground pizza parlor that also does child porn and stuff. And a bunch of uh, extreme far alt right, like mouthpieces, 
perpetuated it, spread it. Oh, they okay. spread it I and see. shared it and everything oh. like that. And it was complete, a complete lie. Like it was all. It was a complete lie. And it's not that they knowingly spread it, but they spread it without. They just said, here's a bad thing about people I don't like. And yeah. they just spread it without taking a second to think about the repercussions. And it became to the point that I think someone with a gun actually went to that pizza place to like exact revenge. Holy shit. I don't think anyone was killed or hurt, but uh, there was like an incident. And so oh that's that's what Pizzagate is. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, that's a pretty great summary, James. Damn, yeah. I, I may be wrong. It may not be child. It's some sort of really horrendous thing Fuck. was accused upon a small business, and yeah, I think it was related to like weren't there tweets and stuff that people figured out like pizza was supposed to be a code Something for a child like sex. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Alex Jones. Um, uh, Blockhead twenty two in chat says Alex Jones is the one who tipped it off. Which go, if yeah. Alex Jones go. is the tip Fuck. off for something, odds are it's <laughs> it's uh, it's pants on head crazy. So what we're supposed to infer from the guy that it could be alt right and is pro gamergate is that when he was designing or helping to design this game, he perpetuated an all white game. Is is what we're getting at? Is that is that correct or no? I think that's the idea. Um, yes, and then I think what that is in opposition to is the notion that. It is a public good to represent underrepresented people in media, right? And that by not doing that, you are serving your own your own fantasy or your own goals of, of perpetuating, you know, white dominance of media or, or what have you. So I, I believe that those are kind of the maybe not explicitly stated, but the two sides to the uh, the forum clashes over this game. Mm-hmm. And there aren't aren't even that many clashes. It's like. The the people who like this game tend to huddle up on 4chan, and the people who don't tend to huddle up on Reset Era and NeoGAF, and they just sort of post screenshots and laugh with each other, pointing at the other people across across the way. It's the same old thing on the internet, I guess. Uh, so uh, Daniel Vavra did make a statement uh, regarding all of this because it was you know people get mad, they demand answers or something like that. I think his statement was pretty diplomatic. Uh, he basically said, you know, I do my own thing. I I forget that. That also reflects on the 80 or so people that work with me. Um, so he's like, I'll, I'll try and be a little more, more cautious about the way I express myself. But let's see here. He also said, quote, We have already dealt extensively with historians and historical sources while preparing for the work on the game. When the first allegations were made, I reiterated and intensified this discourse to make sure we do not portray history in any altered form. Um, and this is a bit earlier. Of course, the situation at the time looked more heterogeneous. In some other countries, countries whose coasts have been heavily traveled, for example, through maritime trade, the people of Bohemia were certainly also aware that there are people of other color skin or descent, not least thanks to the representation of biblical persons or other works of art. However, it is more doubtful that under their their normal living conditions in rural areas uh, in the KCD as authoritative ever had direct contact. I lost lost the thread a bit there. Apologies, but... Um, Yeah... He's, uh, the Bavar's pretty insistent that they did all the research and that their depiction of this area of the world at this time period is not inconsistent with whatever history has remained intact. So I guess the more open-ended question I'll pose to you guys is, personally, how do you feel about... I, f- I feel like it's kind of the Woody Allen movie situation. Maybe not so cut and dry, but um, do you feel as though... Uh, creators of media or creators of art have a responsibility to acknowledge context? Or do you feel like as a consumer of creative output, do you feel like you have a responsibility to consume works from those people who have worldviews and agendas that align with your own? 
I think, well, I think different kinds of media is really important. I think if it's a writer director who you don't necessarily agree with on a personal level and you don't want to uh, partake in a film that is at all vaguely related to some of the issues on which the writer director is is accused or associated or whatever like a Roman Polanski or something no. just like just like something I mean he's not even accused he's guilty but uh, <laughs> but like that's someone who has pretty close to complete control over the product on which they're putting out there and can push their own personal viewpoint through said product um, I think I've always thought video video games are more complex like he even like the creator even mentioned it's a team of 80 people and I'd be surprised if he managed to wrangle out the most racist game developers in the whole industry and get them to work on this medieval game that for all intents and purposes doesn't seem to be overtly political except for the lack of inclusion. Um, I don't know that that necess- was necessarily agenda doing it, though I think someone with those kinds of feelings, you know, feelings that maybe inclusion aren't important or whatever, I'm not going to speak for him might be more likely to make a game and forget along the way that sometimes you can improve this world by allowing more people to access it and appreciate it. And to me, that's what I think happens here. I think if you don't want to play this game because of the message that you're kind of, the blowback that you're kind of getting from this guy and the things he said in the past and the people he's admired or, or responded to, I think you're absolutely justified. And if you just want to play it, and not get bogged down in it. I think you're justified in that too. Um, I don't know. I'm the kind of person who likes inclusion. Like, even if it doesn't make sense, it's like, oh, we wanted to be historically accurate in this video game where you press A to jump. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a fucking video game or it's a movie. It's a piece you of know, art or whatever. He, oh, he do. automatically transforms from his knight's armor to his green tunic because you changed a right. slider in the thing. But it's historically accurate in terms of people's skin tone. Like You got to take your armor off and package it in your horse before you get out and do anything. Also, you can barely move when you're wearing armor. I'm just saying. It does like, a lot of that shit, like, which makes it That whole so much menu thing doesn't make no. any fucking sense. It's not... Were they all speaking perfect English back it's, then? It's too? not a, it's know, not like, a I don't goddamn simulator. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it, I get that they're going for it, and I appreciate it, and I think people will like that out of it, but that, that to me seems like an excuse hmm. for not thinking forward while you're making the game. Let me, let me ask you this. I yeah. got a question for you. Um, because I'm I'm curious. Like, for example, if it were me and I developed this video game mm-hmm. and I forgot, let's say I just out of the blue forgot to include other races and basically like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh shit, I released the game and everybody, and there's a bunch of blowback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about if I patched in a bunch of people of color? Would that be okay? I mean, like, would that fix it? I mean, I think that it, people say things and people do things and people act a certain way. And most people are operating with blinders on. Yeah. Until someone opens their eyes and says, listen, there's a whole world out there. There's people. Maybe you want to play as a female character. Like, until that happens. And I think it's okay if that person then goes, fuck, you're right. Yeah, fuck. Like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Shit. You are right. And I do want more people to appreciate and play this game. And to do, if doing that means putting that in, then I'm going to do it. I, I know some people would consider that hypocrisy. I think that is... That is a changing of your personal viewpoint, yeah. which is going to happen throughout everyone's lifetime slowly because everyone yeah. wears blinders. You know? that, that is definitely growth. Like the hypocrisy comes from the messaging around responding to other people's criticism. That's exactly yeah. why I asked. Because yeah. I, if he had mm. said, if he had said, oh, you know what? 
I fucked up. I'll yeah. just, I'll put I'll put people of color in. That that'll be easy. And then he does it. Then I all of us are like, cool. Yeah. Great, great job. But since he defended himself and was like, well, wait a minute, this is historically accurate. I don't need to put black people in. Then and, and there's the 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 other stuff that he said in the past too that lends context to those kind of responses. Yes. Yeah. In the in light of that's the problem, and, and that's sort of the problem. It doesn't yeah. necessarily show that he's the kind of person who wants to look beyond the blinders that we all wear. Yep. Um, in this in this situation, could also be that it's really expensive to do that. I don't know what it, I don't know if it's the kind of thing where he can just patch in black people. Oh no, sure, you sure. know, or like whatever. Yeah. But well, you'd probably have to do the VO for them and make the, like oh, give course, them NPC course. dialogue that fits whatever nation they'd be from if you're striving for realism and and that would be a whole lot of work for what sounds like to be historically accurate would just be a traveler that just happens to be passing through. Yeah. So well, it's, it's, or, they, or what about main character? Like, what if you want your main character to be this? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. I then it then it gets even. Then and this is like this is just me inhabiting the other side of the discussion. Of course, yeah. is that that is increasing that is outstandingly unlikely given where the game is set and in the time period it's set. I just think certain media is is can be judged differently. Hmm. Again, this is a video game on the PlayStation Four, <laughs> okay? And they're like striving for historic historical accuracy. I don't know that anyone other than the creators will hold themselves to such a regard. That's true. As if it were a book that this guy wanted to write about the time period right. that was historical, a nonfiction or whatever, like a book. And he's like, how come the book doesn't mention any black people? He's like, because there was no true records that I had to go on of the these like Africans, travelers moving through this nation through the time period in which the book is set. And it didn't seem like it was crucial to this historical book that I was working on or a college lecture or whatever that I was working on, it didn't seem integral to it that I did not include it. That's historical accuracy that I like. I get holding regard for. When it's a video game, you're just running through the countryside and fighting random people in the street and doing and healing over time and shit. Like, okay, you gotta just pick your battles, yeah. I guess. You know, just say you didn't want to do it. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if you just hide being hiding behind history is such a well. Such they, a thing. they they know they can't say that. Like if they didn't really want to do that, they know that they cannot say that. They can't say, "Well, we don't want to do that." Yeah, because then that's that's like, "Well, wait a minute, are you racist?" So, the, I mean, like for me, if it were them, like and like we all said, okay, it's probably really expensive to patch in a bunch of people of color. So then, come out and say it. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah, that's going to cost me another ten million dollars. But then uh, people attribute worth to. Oh, oh so that's yeah. the cost of. It's diversity like when, for no, you, and yeah, there's absolutely. a judgment there as well. That's when the Assassin's Creed thing couldn't mm-hmm. do a lady because it was too expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, why, that's why, that's why I asked that these Assassin's questions. Creed? I, yeah. yeah, I think it was. That's why I asked these questions because it's it's like, for me, it's probably just bad planning on their part. Uh, but beyond that, if you wanted to solve the problem, mm-hmm. how could you solve it? You know? Because it would be that would be me. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I was like scrambling to try and figure out, oh, shit, I totally fucked this up. Like, how am I going to fix it? Yeah. So. Bad planning is giving them the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely, in, it is. In, yeah, in yeah. the messaging of this game, or yes. whatever. Uh, no, and, and I'm trying to, but like Lawrence said, the more that like you find out about that guy, the Vavra, the guy that's that was working on the game, then you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, this is bad planning. I also think most human beings just don't inherently go through life thinking that they're doing something wrong and they're hoping they're not going to get caught. They just think they're doing the right thing in every single scenario. And so you basically have to be able to convince to show yourself, oh, maybe this wasn't the right thing that I thought was right. 
And so I don't need to come up with excuses or defense for it. I just need to figure out how I can change so that way less people are affected. Yeah. I don't know. But I love it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So he. Uh, oh, this is his response. Well, this was 2015, long time ago. Oh, okay. So um, this discussion's been going on for a while oh. around this game. Holy shit! Uh, there's a tweet. He said, "Thanks to popular demand by history revisionists, and for the sake of accuracy, let me introduce you to our protagonist." And it's uh, Martin Lawrence from Black Knight, which but somehow I've here's, seen. Here's the thing about this image, it's kind of though. The best cover. Not to not to point out this guy's this weird battle that he's fighting, but if you got an actual historian involved, they could probably look at the background of that image and look at the sewing and the costuming of all those characters and go, there's just as many inaccuracies in the stuff that doesn't stand out to you as being wrong, as uh, that is wrong, with that image of the Black Knight. Like, they did not wear crests like that on their chest. Hmm. Their armors were not necessarily worn underneath in the township and bullshit like that. Like, yes, it's filled with inaccuracies. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I, I don't know if, would they say that about their video game? Like, I don't know. And, and that's the thing is that I feel like they should that's have, crazy. there's another historian that maybe should actually tear apart the video game. And I mean, again, I've, were they speaking perfect English back in the 1400s? Probably not, <laughs> right? They weren't speaking our dialects of English like they mm-hmm. are now. Um, unless they, hey, to, more credit to them, unless they actually changed the VO to be what it was well, back in the 1400s. Well, we know from Brian Blessed that he... <laughs> He's basically a man out of time. <laughs> so it's just a matter of how far back did they manage to go. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to nitpick those things. Again, I think it's kind of up to the consumer's choice. I think I think that it's, you know, there's embattling over it, but it, we seem to be shifting more and more towards a progressive, inclusive society. And if you want more people to play your game, I... I've spoken before in the past of my chagrin with like Bollywood films and their desperate attempt to include every genre and every single like trope and every single character style in all of their film. Like they made a fight club, but they put dancing in it because they want people that like dancing to go see it. And I think there's a certain watering down of me- certain media that comes when you're trying to make sure everyone's happy. But there's other things that you can do that are just like courtesy. Yeah. I don't know. Th- you can think about them and maybe you can, you know, be empathetic with those that are unhappy with whatever your end result might be. Like, I don't think he has to change his game, but it'd be nice if he was like, I understand that some people may have a harder time identifying with the protagonist in this because he's played by a boring white dude. You know, <laughs> like, I get that, but this is just the game we started making and this is the game we have the money to make. And in the going forward and future projects, who knows what we, I love history. I love all history, not just white Euro history. So who knows? I would love to make a game someday that has to do with people in Indonesia, like, you know, and, and like, I don't know, but that again is an awareness that I have in hindsight to his situation. No, that's not necessarily that's something he's going through. Well, uh, on the subject of, so in, in his statement that, that came out about a month ago, he also, um, Daniel, uh, did did acknowledge and state here here is why I support Gamergate or whatever, and he uh, in that I think made some comments about about artistic creation and creative expression that are are pertinent here. So he says, quote, my point of view to Gamergate, I have stated in various interviews, among others, at Kotaku. In summary, I would like to say that for me, at heart, it was always about the freedom of speech and the freedom of opinion and thoughts, the freedom for artists to create art free of political influence. For me personally, and I speak only for myself, should the artwork initially always be seen free of political or ideological views, 
unless the art clearly and aggressively communicates racism or any form of discrediting of minorities. Such messages can, do, and will not be good. Not only me, but our entire team. I think the translation's a little funky there. Yeah, I mean, he probably speaks, like, very broken English or something. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I get... It's an... I think it, I think it goes back to the, the old chestnut of, like, you can... You can espouse freedom and like, yeah, if, if you are expressing yourself, no one, I, I get the, uh, the pushback against, well, why are you telling me what I can and can't say or can and can't do? I'm making this. I'm the, I'm the one making it. You have no right to come in here and tell me how to like spend my budget or draw my art. Yeah, but once he opens it up to the world, then the, the world gets to express their thoughts on his art. It's a really good point. I mean, absolutely. That's, and that's the number one rule you learn when I, whenever you do anything that actually reaches some sort of, that has some sort of reach. In the world is all of a sudden everybody's commenting on what you're doing. There's there's a situation I, I completely agree with Bruce, and there's a situation that I think about a lot as an example of you know how Tupac and Michael Jackson still make new music? You know? Okay, yeah. Because they went into a studio once and they recorded they put down lyrics on some sort of song, but they were like, This song isn't worth releasing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I never made it, except after they're dead, someone goes well, they got caught nothing. They're not. They're not working on anything. They're slacking off, not working on anything new. <laughs> so we have to take what we already have, and then they release that. I always thought if someone went and went to Michael Jackson's grave and told him how much they hated a song that that he released in 2015, yeah. then they're a fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they could criticize Thriller all they want because <laughs> he was around because he, he he put it out there and he said here you go yeah. here's thriller <laughs> but if he just sang something into a microphone like maybe i'm gonna figure out this song maybe see how it sounds <laughs> and then he he goes oh that sucks but then someone else <laughs> after the fact was like sorry we were recording i'm gonna use it that's not michael jackson's fault right this is a thing that this guy worked on he said okay it's ready i'm gonna put it out there here and this goes for almost any art or whatever it's ready here you go i'm out there you go voila then there you go then, then now it's for the rest of us to decide what we think. Absolutely. Well, and like going back to like that stuff you said about Gamergate, like I understand the that that thing you read, Lawrence, sounds like something that someone took time and thought of the most politically correct way to write this statement. Very out. diplomatic. Right? But like, it's still this guy is still preaching about something that is unknown not to be about that kind of thing. You know, like. Gamergate was very clearly not about these things. It was more clearly like it was a it was like a shield for these other people to do other shitty things behind and to have that opinion, but still use like the the like the Gamergate as a tag for it is is he's choosing he's choosing a political way to say a shitty thing. There's an affiliation there. Yeah. Like he's still affiliating himself right with this shitty thing and he's not choosing not to. It's, it's just weird. Why don't you just say you're free? You're like, you don't have to say you are pro Gamergate, but only this portion of it. Yeah. You can just choose what you like from it yeah. and then say, that's what you are. Yeah. He doesn't have to associate with that stuff, but he's choosing to. It's a weird, in a very politically correct way. It's, it's similar. Honestly, that thing about what his, his response about the Gamergate association is very similar to his response about the game itself, which he's already come up with his justification for it and as opposed to saying like oh this is i don't think he has to say what i did was wrong i don't i think there's only there's some people in this planet who have to do that a lot of people are just shades of gray in between and they can just change to try and better themselves but it doesn't seem like he's willing 
He's already come up with his defense. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not Before to... you even get to the point no. where you're, you want him to defend himself, and so it's very. That's always kind of interesting behavior patterns. These are just two two examples that I've seen. I don't follow this guy's body of work. No, right, on right. Twitter or I don't anything. know him. I... But these are two two examples that are pretty much identical with one another, and they stand out. I mean, yeah. like they there's definitely something that you can see a pattern you can find there. Yeah, but, but we're doing we're doing to him what he hates, mm-hmm. which is we're judging him on only a few things, and you know he's like, well, hold on a minute, I got there's lots of reasons why I can like, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's the problem is that once you open yourself up to it, oh, and there's just like it doesn't unless you come out and say like have a dialogue with a lot of different people. If, this is the way it's going to happen. If your friend is having a New Year's party, <laughs> this is a great example because it's totally not extreme. Um, if your friend is having a New Year's party and there's going to be a lot of people, new people there that you're interested in meeting, but you decide to show up with a ball gag and a and a gimp suit except your cock hanging out and you show up and everyone's like, oh my God, and no one wants to talk to you except that you're going, boy, a personality. Oh, I <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. You might. But I don't want to get near you because you have a ball gag and your dick's hanging out at this New Year's party and it doesn't seem appropriate for everyone else here. Yeah. To Daniel's credit, uh, a couple things is he's he it's not 100 percent all the time full blast with him on social media. Mm-hmm. He said a couple things here and there. And then when people call him out on it, he, you know, will defend himself so that, you know, prolongs the discussion and makes him seem maybe a little more a little more uh, a little more vociferous than than he could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just how it goes. And then, yeah, certainly it is also the product of of people like the problematic police or whatever. I'm not saying that they're that th- this or call out culture or whatever you want to call it. There are people who dove in on him and like examined his social media history and all this stuff and, and basically made a dossier on him. So it's when that stuff happens, it's really easy to like like you guys say, flip over a couple of talking points and be like, oh, we size this guy up. Um, he also worked on a game like this is one of the highest profile Kickstarter games that's ever come out and he did it. Um, And I think that that, I mean, an accomplishment like that, I would think should be weighed against, um, you know, shooting your mouth off on Twitter once or twice uh, because he actually did something. He put in a lot of hard work and executed on a, on a pretty impressive project that has a pretty amazing scale to it. So what do you you say to that? uh, What was that game that showed off at E3 that everyone freaked out about that was like all neon. Oh, and then it turned out that the dude was like, heavy gaming gator and then it like it was like a 24 hour everyone was super high on mm-hmm. him and then everyone like shat all over everything he was doing it was kind of like the last last day or something like that the yeah, night something before like or something like well, that even but even with situations like that again one person generally doesn't make a game right, right? a, a of lot people of people are involved and as much as as much as it may pain someone with a, a progressive idealistic yeah. viewpoint a diversity, a diversity of opinions includes those that you don't necessarily agree with. Right. Right. And so, you know, if you got into the game and you started notice, this is a situation. This one's different. The kingdom come situation is different because it's like, well, what if this guy has an agenda and the game comes out and you're like, is there an agenda here? Yeah, it looks right. like there may be, but I'm not sure. Um, we don't know. I don't even know if we ha- know anything about this game that it would lead us to believe that person that is also partially responsible for it. It's propagating Gamergate. Yeah, has some sort of agenda in it. I don't oh, know. yeah, this game. That's right. Well, no, no one knows anything about this game. Yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't any gameplay. It looks cool, though. That's something. I mean, but this this is the concern, and uh, well, I'll get to that in a You're minute. You're going to do an ad read, right? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Really? So, if uh, hey, if you, if you want to believe that someday you could wake up in Pixel Blade Runner land, 
Or if maybe warping back to 1403 in Hungary sounds like your cup of tea, you're gonna have to get in shape. Uh, because, uh, yeah, the Dark Ages do not tolerate the, the weak-bodied. Not for long, anyway. And to that, to that effect, we suggest that you sign up for Beachbody On Demand. Um, hopefully your phone gets service, uh, in the Middle Ages. Because you can pull up Beachbody workouts wherever you are, on your cell phone. Um, they have workouts of all kinds for everyone, whether you want to burn calories or put on weight. They have weight training stuff. They have, uh, exercises basically ranging in every... Every range, uh, every length of time, up to an hour, as short as 10 minutes. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you can squeeze in some activity with Beachbody On Demand. And that's kind of the point in a weird way. You know, we're all, we're all hairless apes wandering around. We're used, to, uh, we're used to scrounging for food and running away from predators all day. But now we have video games, and that doesn't do so well for our physiology. So let's say you're playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, and you've got to travel across the continent again, pack up your armor. Might as well get up and do some push-ups. Uh, do some Beachbody workouts. And you can get a free trial membership to Beachbody just by texting DUDE, D-U-D-E, to 303030, just the number, 303030. And you get access to the entire platform. Uh, that's all the nutrition guides, because they have those too, if you want to change the way you eat. Uh, every workout, you can give it a total shot and see how you like it. If you don't like it, cancel. If you do like it, keep using it. But this can be a way for you to, to tiptoe your way into a life of fitness. I understand it can be intimidating to just go to the gym and not know how to use any of the equipment. So this will help you... Uh, with trainers that walk you through all the moves and stuff, and you can even pick your favorite trainer. Shanti's my favorite. He's so energetic. He's yeah, he's awesome. So uh, be more like Shanti today. Text uh, dude to thirty 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 for your Beachbody trial membership. So thank you for the sponsorship, Beachbody. All right, uh, I guess on to my my previous point was, and and maybe uh, this this is when it starts to get tricky, and and this I believe is. I believe is pretty subjective, and even that belief people will have issue with. But do you believe that media shapes our world um, in that the types of stories and the human stories that are depicted then bend people's <laughs> perceptions about how life should work and the way they treat other people? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I don't think it's as black and white as violent games make people violent, but I think there's certain things that you look for in media, especially as you're developing, trying to figure out who you are that say like, oh, I want to be more like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Like, you know, like whatever, what he stands for or whatever. I do think you pull from that because the human brain is such a sponge that it's just constantly taking things in and taking things in and then weighing itself against those things. There's, there's also a lot of personal responsibility involved with that, mm -hmm. which a lot of people would watch. I remember like, I had a lot of friends watch Scarface. Mm -hmm. They're like, Scarface is so fucking cool. I want to be just like fucking Scarface. Yeah. And I was always like, you, what? You, you missed the point of Scarface. And it's the same yeah. with like Wolf of Wall Street. Those, those two movies when people walk out and be like, Man, what a badass. Jordan Belfort's a badass. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's a terrible person yeah. who fucked everyone over all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's really interesting to see that. Like, again, that's personal responsibility. It depends on what you take from it. And then if you're like, if you're walking out of Wolf of Wall Street being like, that's right, I want to go straight to the top and then go to jail. Like, I, mean, I guess that's the lesson you took from it. But ideally, you don't take that from it. It's a lesson that you learn from somebody else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't know, though. Yeah. I think there's another aspect too where, you know, we're seeing these things with Black Panther and Wonder Woman and stuff and they're basically they're movies we've seen before with the only difference is now there's a different a different kind of person in the driver's seat 
and you're seeing those the young people who never got to see that before or even the older people who haven't seen something like this before reacting to it and i think when you see that reaction you know you know that there are people that are thirsty that are thirsty for seeing reflections of themselves in some sort of capacity in media and uh that's kind of tying it back to this but you know i think there i think that media does influence basically because as human beings we look to it to do so you know yeah Uh, on the positive side james those are good examples it makes me so excited to see wonder woman black panther because those are good they're good characters they're people that are inherently good that are trying to do the right thing Mm -hmm. um and we're meant to look up to them that Mm -hmm. that's these movies are meant to to show how it's hard to be a good person but also sometimes being a good person pays off Mm -hmm. uh and that's something that i feel like in today's society doesn't happen very often yeah uh there are not many pieces of media that portray usually it's the anti-hero usually it's the breaking bad Mm. um and for me that's why i like those movies is because i'm like yeah fuck yeah dude like i want to be like black panther Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like i want to be like wonder woman uh i want to be like the the uh couple in friday night lights um (laughs) because they're like everybody around the friday night lights characters are kind of shitty and like they kind of fuck up a lot but the married couple i I cannot for the life of me remember the names of them but um they're so they're so great they are they are they're always good mr and mrs lights mr and mrs lights that's right (laughs) (laughs) um it's fucking tammy is this this the movie or the the no the the show um uh yeah tammy and that's what it is but they're great like connie and and kyle chandler are both like they're written to be like almost always making the right decision and that's Uh what i love about that show is that you you can see you can see where you're supposed to go and you see all the all the Mm -hmm. all the fuckers but then the thing is even something like that it's like well writers get to get to see every single twist and turn and then go what is the right decision to make yeah so that way our audience stays loving these two people and admires their morality every single they have the they have the cheat sheet they don't, yeah. human oh, beings it's... don't have the cheat sheet no 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 so oh, then it's the not. kind of thing where even if your intentions are man i would love to have a relationship or have a morality like Kyle Chandler in Friday Night Lights yeah. right you may ultimately be doing yourself a disservice because it's impossible because you're not going to have the answers that the writers of the oh, show sure. had when they get to that point in your life where you have that question, so, you know? Doesn't mean you can't strive for it. Yeah, you, just, you could strive you, for it. You can it, always yeah. strive for that stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying in terms of media influence, okay, you know, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. it's absolutely. a positive and it's a negative and it's all it's all kinds of things in between. Yeah. That's the weird step after representation. You know, you, you know, living life on easy mode as a uh, heterosexual white male tends to. I, I was awash with uh, positive uh, role models as, as a kid. Oddly, the one I remember the most is Jordy LaForge. So... Oh. Make of that what you will. You, you know, go. he was a nerdy guy. He worked with machines. He was good at it. He had trouble getting dates. A lot of <laughs> a lot of carryovers there. And also, you know, Billy. Uh, any any of the smarter characters in any entourage was always mm-hmm. my gravitation. At any rate, um, well, well, that probably you know, I, there was no A B test, so I can't see the the mirror mirror version of myself that didn't have those those role models. But while I'm certain, or I'm fairly certain, that was a positive force in my life. The next step is also weird and difficult where you have to separate your worldview from the one that media taught you. And I feel like I'm waiting for that conversation to start happening in mass, which, which is that yes, um, media representation is important and it does good things for people. But then you also have to then grow beyond uh, patterning your life off of the stories that you see in media, of course. which is that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. And that stories flow in arcs and that you are the main character of everything. I think once you start to ab- realize that that doesn't fit then you start to sort of branch away and build yourself instead of just making yourself an amalgamation of all the character archetypes that you like which is also super challenging 
And I don't know if it's possible to skip the middle step, you know, yeah. where you just take bits of media and incorporate them into your own self. I, well, that, that's what people you need to look at the people around you. The society is supposed to help you with that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't the point of living in society is that we're all working together to make the thing that a better place. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you take what you take, what you learn from movies and TV as a kid and cartoons and stupid bullshit like that. And you use that. And then you have your parents and people around you and they're supposed to help you guide you through. So you can start making those cognitive like connections on your own mm-hmm. of what is good and what is bad and stuff. And that's, I feel like, that society part is where people fall or like are f- like fail to make that leap mm. is because they they there's a lot of people who feel like it you know that's your deal you figure it out that's more that's called moral relativism <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a lot because lot, there are obviously shades of gray on that but that's kind of what it is which, yeah. which is what you're talking about which is like well no way hold on there's no wrong answer here everybody can do whatever they want well that's not actually the case well it's not yeah. even that it's just like that's not my problem that's your problem you figure it out mm-hmm. you know like how about you know help me figure it out mm-hmm. calibrate help me calibrate yeah. whatever my thing is. I always get really Lawrence mentioning like pulling in media but then figuring out who you actually are one of my it's not a pet peeve pet peeve is not the right ac- is not the right word because that sounds like it like frustrates you but it, something that gives me intense sorrow is when I meet someone that does a gesture that only makes sense in anime. What do you mean? There's an example. There's people that I've met. There's the bashful behind the this head is scratch. The most, this is the most obvious. Yeah. Do people do that? It's an anime oh, yeah. thing where they go, <laughs> like they like, do this. yeah, they there's go, a lot of this. They stuff. like close their eyes. <laughs> it's an anime thing that I've never seen human beings do outside of anime yeah. unless they watch anime and they do it. Ooh, but it's weird because they're learning their, they're learning their emotional gesturing. Right. From something that's designed to be For 10 degrees out. beyond yeah, subtle because of the nature of the medium in which it is. And it 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 kills me because I'm like, you are mimicking. You're not finding out who you are or yeah. how you actually feel about this thing. It doesn't make you feel bashful, right? <laughs> what does it actually make you feel? You're just saying it makes me feel something and the only way I can go is to the furthest point. That, that's much to the Scarface thing that I was talking about earlier where like friends would talk about like, Oh man, it'd be so fucking cool to be a drug dealer. Oh, and I was yeah. always like, what? Yeah. Like, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, and I've heard, I've heard since then when I was a teenager, yeah. I've heard that so often where like, it's like people are like, man, it would be cool to be in the mob. And they're not joking. Yeah. They're absolutely not joking. And that makes me go, hmm? what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, I don't know if that's it. Oh boy. To me, that's the, uh, that's when you, when somebody can't separate the feeling of a story from the reality of it. Oh, so the yeah. feeling of Scarface is, dude, uh, nothing but his own like wits, um, makes a go of it, rises to the top of a well-established criminal empire just by being crafty. Um, I think that's the thing that people find appealing. Sure. But, and, and it taps into something else. Like I'm coming to this growing realization that, and Bruce, we talked about this in regards to cryptocurrency, but there's a whole, maybe just a whole swath of humans that feel like, the system, society, laws, all this stuff is holding them back. Hmm. And if all of those rules were tossed out, they'd be king in the pile. Oh, I see. I feel like doomsday preppers are kind of like this. If the reset buttons hit on society, they want to be the ones with all the canned beans. And now everyone has to do what they want for a change. Um, I feel like that's kind of the... I feel like that's a weird undercurrent of the Scarface phenomenon, which is that young dudes are like, man, if I didn't have to follow any rules... I'd own this place. Yeah, yeah. And they don't realize that there are sharks that will eat them alive and those rules are actually protecting them. But hey, whatever. 
Uh, I feel like that's in regards to crypto. The people who are like, if we just hit the reset button on the capitalist society, I'll be on top. And then, yeah, they want to get in early. So they get in a, a bunch of mining farms and stuff. Yeah. And then they get scammed and hacked. And how could this happen? I don't know. It's, Cause, it's cause fun to see. Humans. Yeah, because they will <laughs> fuck what, you. That's what happens. I love it. I don't love it. I mean, it's never good when somebody gets fucked. More to the positive side kind of, of what fucked. Omar was saying before, though. I was excited about after Black Panther because I thought about Black Panther and Wonder Woman together. And I was like, man, isn't it cool that we live in a society where we can we get these movies that are like I, and I say in quotes progressive because to me, they're just people. They're just characters that I like to watch, regardless if they're a woman or black or whatever. Um, and I was like, it's really cool that people now. So like a lot of people are saying, oh, our society sucks. It's the worst. It's going downhill, blah, blah, blah. But then we have movies like Black Panther, Wonder Woman and that kind of media that I'm that I'm like that I feel like are positive for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like they're positive for every single person on Earth, not just black people or women or white people or whatever else. Well, also because they because those are the movies that should be commonplace or whatever. It shouldn't be outstanding that there's a movie like Wonder Woman or Black Panther, but because because it isn't, and people are making those movies and causing conversations to happen, mm-hmm. and 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 just illuminating a lot of people who don't know any better. That yeah. yeah, that's that's the positive that comes out of all that stuff. Is Meteor Man came out like twenty years ago. And I Man's saw it in theaters. I like I loved Meteor Man. Blank Man came out I like twenty theaters. years ago. I loved it. I loved it. I love those movies. And in Blank Man, you you have the you have the uh, black, and then you also have the autistic. Yeah, it's, it's everything. <laughs> so I mean, it's like I haven't movie. seen Black Panther yet, but from the trailers, I'm led to believe that he's a pretty cool dude that people like. He, I mean, imagine for the most being part? a nerd. Yeah. Like Blank Man <laughs> and overcoming that too. Or having your power be to absorb books. Nerd. Well, when I was a kid, I saw Blank Man. Is and that Meteor- what his power was? Meteor Man, dude. Meteor Man was, uh, yeah. Huh. When I was a kid, I saw those movies and I never thought about them being black. I just thought of them as being cool people. Yeah. I was like, man, these people are cool. And like, so as I got older and I started seeing there's more context to those movies, obviously the movie makers knew that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But they affected me. I mean, I remember the marketing for those movies were very much like, like they were on... Right before in Living Color. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. it was never on. <laughs> it was never on during like I Dream of Genie or the Brady Bunch yeah. or whatever. You know, but like, I went. I, I watched yeah, Living Color too. So I yeah, yeah. Let me throw this out there. So you already kind of had to be out of your. You were already out of your blinders to come across those movies Apparently, at that point in time. Yeah. So that's how you were. You were, but. I think Black Panther is an example of a movie where it doesn't it doesn't matter how close on your blinders are it's unavoidable. Yeah. You're going to know that it exists and you're probably going to go see it. And you should. Uh, <laughs> I have. You will. You will. You can you can file this away under it's hard to be a white guy but you you could make you could make not saying that is valid you could make the same arguments about this about Kingdom Come and the visibility it gives to Hungary in 1403. Yeah. That's I don't know what that's like. Um what? I I but mean who not does now. That ben- you mean the Czech Czech Republic or whatever? Sure, yeah. But who does that, to what benefit? Understanding more about the world and the people that live in it and their various histories. Yeah, I guess. I guess, but we should always be more compassionate to those that have to live today and tomorrow than those that have already lived before. Sure. I think. (laughs) You know, like, I don't think we have to worry about a bunch of dead societies going like, we're not being represented. I, it's funny. I I agree with you. I feel like there are some people that do not agree with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, people, I mean, people, a lot of people value the past, and I think there's value from there's there's learning value yeah. to learning from the past. Yeah. But in terms of like, do I think that someone that lived back then will be horrifically offended if this computer is projecting an inaccurate version of their <laughs> world? No, because they're dead <laughs> and dust. And two, they go, "What's a computer?" Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> Having having grown up in like well we all grew up where we grew up it doesn't make me special at all but in a tiny in a tiny white boy town 
in Texas, you know, there's not a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Texas history and they teach it to you in school. But if you're like, where did I come from? What is my culture? It's it's either just like biscuits and gravy mm-hmm. or you, you'd be like, well, my last name is kind of Czech. So then you start reading on Wikipedia and you find something like this and where some people, you know, take pride in the media they consume. That may be the thing that you take pride in and where you find identity for the first part in your life. So then it makes it makes sense that somebody might feel the same way about this and the story it's telling and the lifestyle that it's representing. Yeah. Um, That's valid. Just just making straw man arguments here. No, you're right. That's valid. Yeah, um, the, the I mean the the elephant in the room obviously is history. You know the white man's tale has been told right. <laughs> a, a number of times. So mixing mixing up the offering a little bit is not a bad thing. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I can see, having grown up with a lot of people who really liked axes and in the medieval times, it makes sense that there are people that this time period or that this history resonates with just as strongly as, as uh, other works resonate with other people. I, I also think going back to the Waypoint article, mm-hmm. if, if, you don't, if you don't like it, there's a billion things <laughs> that you can do alternatively. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't think you'd like who Logan Paul is, you don't have to watch his videos. <laughs> you don't have to review the game because there's going to be a billion other ones. And you can play anything else. If your job is to get those eyeballs. You know? That's the fun conflict. When you have to both satisfy your self-imposed standard of moral reporting, mm-hmm. but also chase the eyeballs that and where they're going. Yeah. Um, that's when you get, we're choosing not to do this. And here's a whole article why. You take that, you take that Trump endorsement. Even though he shit all over you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Mitt Romney. Oh, Mitt. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do your job. Hey, you know what? Right? Like, Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, how's that ass taste? <laughs> oh, wait, that was uh, Charlie Brooker. Wait, no, the other one, Piers Morgan. Whatever, who cares? Uh, uh, in terms of staying young and virile, we've got another new sponsor for you guys. Uh, Hims. It's all about preventing hair loss, um, which they didn't have this back in the medieval ages. So take note, gentlemen. Um... <laughs> When hair loss starts, they say you'll never get it back unless you get hair plugs like Elon Musk. And wouldn't you rather do some preventative maintenance than, uh, I don't know, have stuff stabbed into your skull? You, seriously, look up old photos. It's it's pretty good. I, oh, you haven't seen no, it? I, I just like that people are like, how? I'm like, what do you mean how? <laughs> yeah, he's got money like and there's yeah. science. <laughs> but there's you can a billboard have... two blocks away from my house that literally shows a before and an after of a guy. And it's like, I went and got surgery, got new hair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you put in the preventative work, uh, they claim that you can prevent that surgery entirely. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is real science. You know, we're not. This is not just uh, some herbs in a pill, although it might be that too. But uh, Hims actually has doctors, and you have to fill out a questionnaire. A doctor will review you and then prescribe you medicine that you have to take in the right way. Um, and then they have the whole the whole write up on the website about DHT and how it can blocking it can raise testosterone and prevent hair loss. It'll keep you young and beautiful forever is essentially what I'm trying to say. Uh, so it's a pretty simple uh, pretty simple process. You go, you fill out a questionnaire. A doctor will review your application, will prescribe you medication, and then it comes to you in the mail. Uh, no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, and you can save time and money uh, just by doing everything over the internet. This is the way of the future. You're gonna have hair. You're gonna do everything on the internet. Um, and you can get a free trial month of everything you need to keep your hair. That includes dietary supplements, the medication itself, some scalp scrubs and things like that for just $5 while supplies last. Uh, you can see the website for full details on that offer, but we can offer you this, this, uh, this offer by going to forhims.com slash dude. That's it. F-O-R-H-I-M-S 
dot com slash d u d e. I'm actually I'm probably gonna get in this stuff. I'm uh I can't tell if it's just me clicking in like definitively clicking into my mid thirties. Why don't you got great hair? I, for now, Bruce, you just got a haircut. Look great. I've I been up for this thing earlier. I've <laughs> been uh well, I've been like I've been hair too. I, it's thinning, man. I do not have great hair. <laughs> I, yeah, I like that the two people in this fucking room <laughs> that have really good hair. I know. They're like, I signed up for it. I'm like, no, what my hair, me? My I hair keep used it. to be so thick. Oh, man, you got great hair, Omar. <laughs> you, Adam Kovic, and Lawrence, you guys are great. Here's the trick. No one no one is satisfied with what they have. Yeah. No matter what. Or you either you either love it and you're afraid of losing it, or you're losing it and you feel like killing yourself every day. Um, sorry, guys. I'm satisfied with my 12 inch dick. How about that? <laughs> it could be 13, Bruce. <laughs> That's true. Damn it. You're right. But sadly, for- <laughs> but it's only pencil pencil thin. Yeah. <laughs> you got to coil it up. All right. Well, for him, sadly, can't help you with your with your crotch problem. But it can help you uh, prevent any scalp problems. So once more, that's a $5 starter kit for the whole kit and caboodle. That's at forhims.com. Once more, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash dude. Thank you, Hims, for uh, helping me keep my hair. They haven't done it yet. I need to sign up for it. I want to I keep, this, keep this shit right where it is. I've been, I've been looking, man. I'm thinking it, I, it's either thinning out or I'm getting paranoid. I don't know which one it is. I think you look great. I think mine Thank is both. I'm paranoid because it's thinning out a little bit. You look bit. great too, Omar. Like I can so see, I, I can see in between so, this. You can see in between. The- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, I don't know, round it out the time expertly. Let's get on to hard netting. Uh, all right. So I think I'm trying to remember the cross section of who's. I was here last week. Yeah. I think I was the only one. Okay. Uh, the new ones. Yeah. Omar and James, this gentleman. I lot. know, I know one of the dudes. Yeah, the, the not too shabby guy. I, and yeah. I, I didn't understand the context of the follow up, but this is a follow up, right? This is a third follow up. Well, it's because uh. he finally made the video after I shouted at him. Yeah. It's this funhouse guy saying I'm an internet comedian. Uh, there's a gentleman, uh, an internet comedian. <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> Oh, we love you. I think I already know what his channel is. He sees things and he goes, it's not too shabby. You got it. You absolutely got he it. Sees anything it. and everything. Up and down. Not too shabby. I made him, I oh. also made him our uh, one recommended channel <laughs> yeah, on you Funhouse. You okay. boxed him? Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's a... Uh, it's my blow up bag. Oh, that's so sad. Not too shabby. <laughs> I think he's traveling. He travels a lot. He does well, travel a lot. Well, give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he has a full normal bed. Mm-hmm. You know, the family. Oh. This one's my favorite. It's the family dollar store. Not too shabby. <laughs> it an, seems like how many, family how many videos does he have? Like a bunch? He has almost a thousand not too shabby. Can you click on the most recent one, please? <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, I just want to see something. Snow, snowy snowy day. day. It's a wonderful snowy day. Not too shabby. <laughs> that little shake. It bothers me that after a thousand times doing this, he still <laughs> is having trouble hands. getting his Turning hand, it around, yeah. setting up the framing beforehand. Aww. Like you'd think you'd figure out how to get your hands so that way all you gotta do is flip it or whatever. <laughs> but I, I think that lends to the realness. Look, yeah. It's too long it. though, it's four minutes. No, well he he it's not all not too shabbies. He'll he'll have travel logs mixed in there. Does he do not too shabby at the end of this travel log? It's a, no, it's a different one. He should. So he does Highway ninety six in Custer County, Colorado. No, no, but James is right. Highway ninety six in Custer County, not too on, on Highway 96 in Custer County. Not too shabby! That means he's not driving, yeah, by the way. Somebody driving. else is driving. Thank God. He's got a bud. There's there's a dude that shows up in some of his videos. 
Okay. Uh, and yeah, the community already green screened him, not too shabby, so you can just drop him on top of whatever you want. Somebody made a Snapchat filter thing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a great idea. <laughs> I love the internet so much. I know, that's a great idea. All right, Kiss Cactus, that's, uh, that's the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kiss Cactus, that's our first contestant. Uh, second contest- contestant is a, a big bowl of soup, just like this. master inventor. Okay, but one spoon is just going to take you so long to do it. It's I know, gonna be like right. It's going to be like a thousand spoonfuls. So, instead, got a nice little invention here. It does get it inside your mouth, which is pretty nice. It's, it's hitting the side of the bowl there. Oh, there it is. Delicious. Is, that, is it going in his mouth? A little Delicious. bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a garbage man. Uh, he oh, makes man. a lot of... Whoa! He makes a lot of really, uh, really great inventions. License plate armor. Oh, I, holy yeah, shit, that's awesome. are all about helping you become oh, a Jesus better criminal. Back. So let's get right into the shoes. So yeah, he uh, get away with murder. he he bolted smaller oh. soles onto the bottom of shoes, so that when you kill someone, your footprints yeah, don't match. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> nice. And then he's got like, oh, this is like a little shiv. Oh, you put a razor blade in a seatbelt. So what? It's just gonna slit their th- throat. And then let it sit back up there. Let's go. Oh. So I took the razor blade off for the sake of this demonstration. <laughs> but when your perp goes to put. Seatbelt on. They accidentally sliced their throat like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing a video. Just prank. Just prank, bro. Okay, so legally. Uh, so yeah, what was that other one? Show, see more. License plate see more. armor. License plate armor. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, this is great. Holy yeah. shit. Have What's... you guys heard of uh, Simone Gertz? Mm-mm. Oh, where she's like the the queen of shitty robots. Oh, no. She makes, like, shitty inventions to do stupid things, like brush her hair or feed her soup. I feel like this guy's maybe ripping on her a little bit. It is my license plate armor. This is my workshop. This is kind of where I built everything here. I want you to put it on. Garbage. I know. It's a bunch of garbage. Oh. I th- it's armor yeah. made out of license plates. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was armor to protect his license plate. Oh no, oh, it's a no. suit of armor made out of license plates. He's Iron Man. He cut, he cut two little holes in there so we can see, that's good. That's good yeah, like cut a little face. Oh no, it's just the letters that make it look like a face. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that he did not play Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> back in black. Of three tests. The first test is going to be the snowball test. That's a good test. Was there shit on one of those? Oh, didn't feel it. Nothing. Whip it. <laughs> Second test is gonna be rocks. Oh no. Oh no. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> At least they had the top part. <laughs> yeah. Second test today is going to be the metal pole. <laughs> metal pole. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Protect your hand, dude. Jesus. It worked pretty well. My shit's still held together through the <laughs> through the snowballs, through the rocks, and through the metal <laughs> oh, This is what people in Utah do. So great. Oh. Man. So we got this is a tough one, you guys. There's a uh, two brilliant thinkers this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby versus a master inventor, uh, the garbage man. Uh, 
James, how do you how do you fall on this one? I really like the not too shabby, but I guess I have to judge a sitting champion more harshly than I would the contender. Okay. And so this Wait, guy why? is a ver- what? Oh, why? Normally how judging you, works. Yeah, you typically. just have to be able to up the ante yeah. for what I've already seen from you. Um, and so while he has something that works, I think I have to go with the garbage man okay. because of just so much, just the wealth of content and information he's producing. Go with uh, Omar next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you want to be the decider? I, well, I kind of uh, already know what I'm vote. I'm curious what you're going to vote. So you're like, okay, Omar, what do, you, what do you think? I'm voting for Kiss Cactus because oh, okay. his joy brings me joy. And uh-huh. Simone Gertz does shitty robots better than this dude. Uh-oh. I don't know okay. who that okay. is. That's, yeah, I don't know who that is either, uh, which is why I'm voting for the garbage man. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm only voting for the garbage man because he actually does have to make things, which I appreciate. Um, so he has to make a funny video and also make something that is content inside. Whereas not too shabby guy just goes somewhere and shoots it. Mm-hmm. You're great. Not too shabby guy. Kiss cactus. But this is better because he's making things. So Interesting. I'm voting for the garbage man. All right. right. I mean, he, this is this is a piece of cloth that he's. What is he even doing? It's the dry fap. Table and just hope I don't hit it. <laughs> dry fapping is hitting your oh, finger with fun. a. That's a fun game. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just drunk. Closer, I, I want to say he's just drunk. Oh shit, that was close. I even felt that one. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about it. H three H three. I heard you got a uh, the fish bowl. He's just bored. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Okay, Mass Garbage Man is it. the new winner. I love it. Ah, and you know what, audience? You're the winners for having us talk to you one-sidedly for yet another week. <laughs> uh, that's right. Pat yourself on the back for being orange juice, vodka, and chili, chili cheese, cheese dip, dip mixed drink. Mixed. Do it. All right. Um, 37 seconds. Oh, that is God, it's Utah. That kid is high off his ass right now. Do you see his eyeballs? Yeah. His eyeballs are barely inside his head. <laughs> oh, gross. All right, well, they're going to drink something noxious. Uh, please don't do this to yourself. Uh, and we, but I, oh. Why does it keep lagging? God, I don't know. But hey, I congratulate uh, oh. congratulate you, audience, for doing this to yourself, uh, listening to this podcast. I appreciate, oh God, he's drinking it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate, oh, I appreciate, oh God, he's spitting it out. Oh, I was in chunks. I appreciate you guys uh, joining us this week. Uh, if you're watching live, stay tuned for the post show. That's coming up right next. Um, if you're not watching live, hey, thank you. And uh, if you feel if you're feeling saucy, recommend this to a friend. Hopefully we uh, hopefully we discussed all points in a respectful way. That's all I can hope for. And I guess we'll see you next week. So bye everybody. All right, bye. See you later. Uh,